ladies and gentlemen, Hiya. welcome to installment three of the Bumblebee oh, podcast with Addy and Gav. Addy, how's it going? It's hot, Gavin. It's, it's hot. It's very hot. hot. It's hotter than the fucking sun in here. Like, yeah, it was three a... big lads in a little room and it's going to get sweaty. Uh, it Beats face and sweaty bollocks, that's what it's all about. That's exactly what it's all about. Um, just a quick note, if you're listening on YouTube, um, we are powered by Podbean. Um, uh, and that you can go on there and you can download or listen to any of the podcasts that we've got. Go archive. Uh, like, right. review and subscribe, please. It helps the uh, algorithms no end. It does, yeah. Um, and thanks to everyone for 100 downloads so far. Last check was 109, which is absolutely mint. Uh, blown away by it. Um, uh, and I think, uh, like we normally do, Addy, what do we normally start with? It's Ravas Choice. We do. It's Ravas Choice. So we opened it up to Facebook uh, to have a song suggested to feature on the start of today's podcast. And the winner is... Jean Bouchard! Jamie Johnson has come in with an absolute rip-roarer and put it on the comments there. So, for Jamie Johnson, we need to turn this all the way up to 11, apparently. Um, he's obviously been watching too much fucking Spinal Tap. Um, uh, this is Squeeze. It's reggae!
it's a banger. It's a banger. So perfect summer day record that like. It is like it is. So this is the third of our podcast series and the first time that we've got a guest on the show today. Uh, Ali, do you want to introduce our guest today? He's one half of the legendary duo UE Pegs. <laughs> the better half. <laughs> it's uh, Philip Eglon, also known as Pegs. Aye, aye, lads. Hello, Peggy. How's it going, Peggy? All right, Annette. Aye, not bad, mate. Aye, fucking boiling in your life. It is, yeah. That's a housing biker for you, mate. <sighs> this is it. Like people, people say bad things about biker. The only bad thing I'll say about biker is it costs you three t-shirts a day. Aye. <laughs> it's what it does. So, Pegs, do you want to talk us a little bit through um, about about who you are and what you do? Um, I, the idiot from Constant County, Durham. Been rearing for a lot of years and spinning for a lot of years. <laughs> Um, that's about it really like played quite a few places in town warmed up for a lot of people with Addy and them back in the day at, uh, mainly at Backlash Rollies for Mice Cooperage vibes pure Cooperage played oh. a lot of the hip hop stuff I was a resident at 90s hip hop house party in town played with a few people there like Grandmaster Flash and I, shit and we were just talking about that there because you, you feel like you've lived a split DJ life haven't you I without a doubt I definitely it's definitely been like kind of like a two path thing like like sort of like hardcore rave music on one path and definitely hip hop on the other. Yeah. I kind of feel like the both have kind of. So they both sort of marked your music. Both marked your music. Oh, journey. without a doubt, I yeah, right. definitely, definitely. All oh, right, sound well. I, I, like I think there's no really need to go any further with introductions. Why don't we just uh, crack straight on and uh, go straight first in. tune? First tune, yeah. Let's go into your early influences. So we we've just discussed there that you've got this like sort of dual musical thing going on yeah. with your with your work in the hip-hop world as well as the stuff you've done Definitely. in the world of rave as far um, as spin and i without a doubt yeah. yeah 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 so like the early influences for you in music like what sort of thing what sort of thing was pushed on you what sort of thing did you you know did you did you discover yourself you know what were your early influences um in hip-hop but, first let's go hip-hop hip, being a kid Split. first like i loved i loved them um, like what you call it uh, mars pump up the volume shit like oh. that like, slab sample stuff oh, I... I was mad about that when i was a kid but like i just got given that on 45. did you i was given it by Wait kerry it. from boho by big up kerry james ages ago um rpm did like a competition thing like a raffle ticket right and that was a raffle ticket to give raffle tickets but there were seven inches oh, oh that's really funny cool. enough, that was one of them I, yeah. yeah that's a good little deal actually at rpm there yeah yeah so i like early on stuff like that but music wasn't really a big thing i was more into like staying home and watching films and shit all right and then music sort of hit big like when i hit like when i went to senior school i would say without Aye. a doubt a huge getting tapes off other people and I got a tape off your mate Jamie, give us a tape with NWA. There's that word again, tapes. Tapes, tapes man, tapes. I was a big thing. They were a big thing. They were, yeah. The art of the mixtape, Gavin. No, well, that, well, that, well being, a, being one of those uh, MCs that just stands there with a microphone and shouts stuff, I never had to bother with tapes and stuff like ah, that. Crazy. I just I just wrote down words and then shouted all over the hard work that the DJs did. So, you um, wear pause button mixes, Addy, back in the day? Oh, I was never into that, like, no, but... Uh, a pause button, like, when you were playing on the radio and you'd try and get the right tape one. stuff off the radio and give it, give it that sort of mixtape, yeah. but not, like... So you'd pause the tape and then get the bit on the next tape, the perfect split second where you want to start, unpause that one, record on the other one, and I was making, like, mega mix kind of tapes, like, oh, that right. a terrible, like... <laughs> but I was making those when I was, like, a little kid, like, a... I was where you remember he's about nine or ten. Bloody hell! So, so I suppose I was trying to DJ like anyway. I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. 
But I suppose it's like... Hey, you were just using the means that you had to put I, the music out there, weren't you? Because I've got a mega short attention span. So like having like an album of songs, that's a fucking headache. Even when I was that old, Aye. I couldn't be asked. I was like, oh, I like this bit Quite of this song. Split this things bit up. Of this song. So I just want to condense them all down onto like one tape. Yeah. So me fucking stupid brain can take it all in. So you just had those 90 minutes of the actual bits that you wanted. Oh, I think everything that I recorded was probably about three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably like a thousand songs, but just condensed into like three minutes. Uh, Get in. So uh, for your early influences, you've actually chose to play a wild card. Oh, straight so, in with the wild cards, straight in with the wild cards. Two and a one. It looks to me like we've got one from the hip hop world and one from the rave world. Well, this is it. The the two the two prong path you see. I had to walk in there. Well, this uh, this is being pointed out to us straight away. So, yeah. do you want to um, hip hop or rave first? Do you flip a coin? I've got a coin. Uh, let's go. Let's go hip hop because that's the first thing. Right. Okay. Me? So, of the early hip hop things you remember, what are the ones that stuck? Like I say, my mate Jamie gave us a tape at school. He was like, oh, have you heard of N.W.A.? I was like, I ain't heard of N.W.A. Brought us the tape in. It had like uh, the first album on one side. I won't repeat the name of the first album. You all know the name of the first oh, you album. Can swear, yeah, you can swear. Bored as fuck shit. That's not so much a swear word, but... <laughs> How you like? <laughs> um, and then on the other side, it had like KRS-One, Ghetto Boys. Uh, nice. There was some Racky, there was a couple of Racky right. songs on there. Rocky Classics. Rocky. Yeah. But obviously when I was that age, it was more like the kind of aggressive... Let's say like the NWA aggressive ones, the gangster boys, rap. Pretty much, I because oh. it was just swearing, it was bad, it was I, angry. I, I do, I do hate that term as well, gangster rap. It's Aye. like, but it's the sort of, it's the more aggressive style of yeah, yeah. Because it's fitted with me when I was a kid. I was pissed off when I was a little kid. I suppose I still am now. I think like, anyone who grew up in concert was pissed off. I, as a I kid. was hella angry when I was a kid. <laughs> so, so of all of these like early hip hop ones, which one do you think best? Sort of encapsulates your early hip hop. This was a magic. this was a proper hard one. It was hard because it was like should I be like go like the intelligent route and see KRS one, but no, because he's a kind of pedo apologist and I'm not really into that. So let's just get straight in with a gangster rap. It's a get old boys do it like a geo. Oh, nice one. All right, sound. Well, uh, uh, do you want to do you want to introduce that, ladies and gentlemen? Just did. Get old boys do it like a geo. Loads of swear words, fast rapping, aggressive beats. Getting amongst it. Grab, grab your nana. Press play. Underground master speaking. Yo, D, what's up? Just chilling. You the rest of them ghetto boys the rain, man. Okay, hold them down. Ghetto boys. Hey. Hey, what's happening, G? What's up, man? Hey, look here. I got Willie D on the other end, man. Uh, what's up, Willie? What's up, fella? What's up, now? Man, we just kicking it, cool. Look here, brother. I've been kicking a few lyrics in the back of my mind, man. I'm tired of people disrespecting us because we're black owned and won't sell out. So check this out. We need to get together, go to that other level of the game, and do it like a geo. Well, let's make them all for the game. I'm back like a rebel making trouble. I'm an assassin, kicking ass on the double. No motherfucker lives gonna stop me. So fuck you and your goddamn Nah, dude. Man, fuck them hoes. These coast ain't playing. I saw them. I want to know what the hell's going on. Give me my card. Radio sucker. I'll kick your ass and take the motherfucker. Everybody know New York is where it began. So let the ego sit up Black radio is being it's sold. Not by the other race, but it's sold. A lot of bullshit records make hits. Because of who you know, cats go in politics.
Take you to war. Yay! That was Ghetto Boys Do It Like a Geo, uh, 1990 on Death American Records or Rapalot Records, apparently, as well. Yeah, um, so, but this is the wild card, so we've got another one straight away, haven't we? That's another one. And so, that, that, that would guess that this one's from the world of rave. Yeah, without a doubt, because it was two big things at the same time. I can remember, like, rave music, early influences, was just like mixtapes people had from Resurrection, early reses. At the Mayfair. Uh, what was that other rave Addy they had, man? Nocturnal. Nocturnal, that's the one, man. The Beast. Aye, aye, that's the one. Early res tapes, stuff like that. And then stuff that was more, like, easily available, like the Prodigy for Sure, Prodigy Experience was massive. Best, the best Prodigy album. Uh, <laughs> that's disgusting, that was one. Without a doubt, the truth. Like, if you see a Fat of the Land's the best album, you're a mig. Either that or you were born about five or six years later. Oh, you're a child and therefore you don't deserve any nice well, Even if you've heard Fat of the Land, you go back and you look listen to the Prodigy experience and you're going oh that's the best one without a doubt so was there any other standouts in the world of rave uh, like I say Prodigy what else was like Alternate were massive huge um, huge big up Mr Archer Joey Beltram oh he's the one who you missed the yes. one who got away uh, funny enough I've nearly picked Energy Flash for this song oh it's a classic like, uh, it's, it's classic. so good so good but yeah early on early on early on definitely stuff like that yeah mixtapes and shit yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we were talking about that sort of old school vibe that we got in through and like 
the the piano stuff that was coming out at that time that was I just wasn't so addictive. Big on that though. Really? I like some of it, but it's like I don't know, it's like too happy, I feel. Too happy, you like yeah. something a bit darker, a bit meaner? I I mean don't get us wrong, loads I really like a lot of it, but it was just like, I don't know, it was like at the time I found it a bit more like poppy sounded. Because those songs usually had like a female vocal yeah. in, like a big lead vocal. Aye aye. And I always just thought that was a little bit weird. Aye, a little bit cheesier. Yeah. Maybe yeah, not cheesy. Without a doubt. Yeah. Aye. Alright, cool. But I was more into the stuff that just sounded like dark. Yeah, yeah. The darker horns and the, 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 the beastie bass lines. And because I'm such a contrary little prick, less people like that. So aye, aye, yeah, it's more, it's less accessible. Aye, so I was just going to go straight that way. Where the crowd's going, fuck you, I'm going home. <laughs> You're going to head off in the opposite aye, direction. Aye, without a doubt. Aye. aye, right, okay, cool. So again, um, what sort of one tune from that era of the old school stuff and the rave stuff you were listening to sort of encapsulates your early influences in rave? Well, alternate's a huge influence, like, without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt, like, massive. If I, if I think about it, as far as, like, being turned on to rave music, that's massively like a fork of like a side in the road yeah these dudes i want to go with this i think this is something that we'll hear repeatedly a lot yeah like repeatedly. A lot. I mean, we're, big, we're in the show three and it's already came up twice yeah, yeah. so like yeah so which alternate tune is it i'd say i heard like evaporating that first oh. but when i heard this one i was like whoa okay like that's a level up for me yeah and that's a frequency it's just so fucking hard man. oh yeah dark <laughs> Hard, Aye. lovely, absolute tune. Again, we were talking about this just the other day. We went to go and see the 30th anniversary. Yes, uh, I yeah. missed that. Oh, what a night. Nice. What a night. Nice. man, I know. Uh, yeah. Super special. Like, and, what yeah, a... and Mark himself was on absolutely top form, and I'm sure he'd be absolutely stoked to know that of the ter- first two shows that we've put on, the first three shows that we've put on, two guests have already picked off me. People... Next time we see you, Mark, you're on this show, like, definitely. Yeah. I would say for, pe- for people our age, surely, man, that's just going to keep yeah. going up time yeah. and time again. It man. probably will Has be. Has to be, yeah. So, for Pegs, this is the second choice on his wild card of his earlier influences. Alternate. This is Frequency. Frequency, Frequency. frequency. <laughs> Frequency, 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 frequency.
frequency, frequency, frequency. That's got the feel as out. Oh, Goosebumps. There's just something about those early alternate stuffs. Um, that's alternate, that's frequency from full on Master Steria 1992. It just still sounds so hard though. So nice. So, so fresh. Nah, that's it. It's like most stuff from that age. It's like well, like you, go, you, go back, you, get, you said before, like Joey Bell, Revenge Flash. That's still just as good now as it was yeah. back then. It's still just as good at getting people going in the crowds as it was in yeah. the crowds in the 90s. Yeah. Like, those tunes are going to go off forever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's not going to be a point where... Like, Good music nah, doesn't nah, get bad. Nah, 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 yeah. no way. Right. No so let's, uh, let's, go, let's, let's, let's move on. Yes. Let's shift on to the, uh, question two. Uh, this is the section that we call finding your own feet. Yep. So when you started pushing people out of the way and picking your own music, uh-huh. what sort of stuff rose to the top? Um, like I say, stuff that people didn't like necessarily. <laughs> I was quite a lot of metal I was listening to then at the time as well. Maybe it's Wu Tang Clan had hit. Uh, well, depending on what, yeah. Uh, it's maybe it's getting on for like so at, at school it's like ninety one. I'm there. This is getting on for maybe it's like ninety two, ninety three. So like again, Big Daddy Kane. I was listening to a lot of. Uh-huh. He's smooth as fuck and so quick. Like he was amazing. Uh, what else was I listening to back then? Quite a lot of still rave music. I was getting, but it's still just mixtapes and stuff. We're getting rave still kind of like. Yeah, aspiring to it, but I'm way too yeah. young to be thinking about like going yeah. party or anything like that. Party so, or vinyl or anything like that. Uh, it's, like. it's what your mates sort of big brothers would do, and you were getting tapes off them. That was, yeah, that yeah. was the thing. Uh, you know? Tapes from tapes from yeah. tapes. Uh, Degrading in quality as they uh, went. Terrible. I remember we had a, uh, 
a copy of uh, Geyser from Resident 2. Oh, and that yes. shit just went down everybody in school. Like, oh, so the quality crazy. was just dipping into oh, bands of every, every record, no, double tape no. recorder, <laughs> clean record. Aye. The next version of your TDK was absolutely knackered by the time you got it back. Yeah, we just going hundred round town for sixty minute tapes. Yeah, I had to look for the bigger ones. Mm. Yeah. Fucking and, hell. and getting on to vinyl, this is sort of getting on for a big choice of finding your own feet. Was it? I watched the film Juice. Can you remember Juice? Oh, I remember yeah. Juice. Yeah, I've got Juice through in my DVD collection. You got the juice now, man. So good. Yeah, and that was one of those kind of films where it was like when I seen that when I was a kid, it just blew me mind. Like, blew me mind. It was the first time I saw like hip hop DJing. Not to say it was done properly because it's like faked in that film kind of thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. But it was like when you seen it, you were like, shit. Yeah. I think, the, this. I think the first time it was really sort of seen was probably Wild Styles Aye, when you that, had that infamous scene with uh, Grandmaster Flash DJing on the, the kitchen, kitchen bench Aye. on the kitchen bench but that's like maybe before my time yeah. I suppose yeah. that's like kind of like a little bit before whereas that film was like brand, brand spanking you when, at the time yeah. Tupac was just like whoa he was yeah. getting huge I was well just after all the kerfuffle wasn't it Aye, it, was, it, it was it was a crazy big influence that sort of like followed around the kerfuffle didn't it yeah so like you've said like Tupac and uh, oh no, Tupac was never an influence sorry, on me. No, you just movie. mentioned Tupac was in Juice. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you said Big Daddy Kane. Is there anyone else? Kane, without a doubt. I Coogee uh, rap at that time, without a doubt. Um, so this is like ninety two, ninety three. I'm listening to Nirvana at that time as well. Grunge. I pretty much. Well, that's where it was kicking off as well. The grunge. Oh, yeah, I was just. If you got ninety two, ninety four, you're talking about like early metal, like Corn. Oh um, hell no, no, that's that's later on, I'd say that's like 98, 97 in it. Oh, that's yeah. the first album in 94. Was it? I think so. Damn. The missus is only addicted to them, like, she only no, tells us every day. Well off my radar, that's <laughs> about that time. So what other metal bits were you listening to? Um, Primus. Boom. Always probably love Primus. Um, Pixies I was listening to then, Sonic Youth. Which isn't so metally, but like, still grungy, kind of. Yeah. Well, it's just all the stuff that you work through on your way to these genres, yep. you know what I mean? Yep, yep, yep. I'm just like proper, I suppose I'm really just experimenting with things that I like at that time. Aye. Just like going into anything, genres, I wasn't really, kind of really like genre specific. If I liked the sound or whatever, I was just like, right, I'm just going to get this, get that, whatever. With me at that age, it wasn't genres, it was individuals and specific yep, voices. Yep, yep. I, when I was talking about the Finding Me Own Feet, I like mentioned Moss Def and mm. Roots Maneuver because it was these individuals and these voices aye. that drew me in more than the hip I, I loved the I, I like a lot of I liked a lot of hip hop at that time. And those two mentions are like proper original sounding people as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. like those are two MCs just off that that's really got their own style like Yeah that's it and that's what the sort of thing that stood out for me. Where, yeah like, most definitely yeah. So if you had to just pick the one tune that encapsulated you first finding your musical feet. Who would you go for? Um, I'm harking back to Juice again. I've got to go with the main tune off the soundtrack, which is Know the Ledge by Eric B and Rakim. Ah, classics. It had scratching noises in it. You know, it was just it's proper like full on sounding. Yeah. And like the lyrics are like crazy storytelling as well. Which a funny thing about listening to hip hop, I had no idea back then that like rappers wrote lyrics down. Right. I thought everything, everything was, was freestyle. just freestyled. I I thought they just went in the booth and just. Laid down magic. Oh, yeah. When I found out people wrote raps, I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Did it lay you down a little this bit? This is shit now. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but like I was, because I just thought every all these songs were freestyled. Yeah. Snoop is another one at that time that was huge. Dr. Drake, yeah. you know. Yeah. G-Funk, all that stuff. Yeah. But the East Coast sound, I suppose, because it was still had that like 
where the West Coast was a bit more smooth, let's say. Yeah, it was sound. very much hot, a harder sound. Aye, I and was kind of all about the crunch. Tim Dog as well was another big one around that time. Yeah, yeah. Fuck Cotton was a massive album. You had that East that East Coast sound, you know, like the pheromone Penicillin sound. Penicillin on wax, I should say. Aye. Like those sort of pheromone things that come with it. Um, so, uh, this is Pegasus Finally's featuring, and this is Eric B and Rakim. Another ledge. Sip the juice, I got enough to go around And the thought takes place uptown I grew up on a sidewalk while on street talk And they talk to all New York I go to Queens for Queens to get the food from Brooklyn They pony in Manhattan and never been took it Go uptown to the Bronx and boogie down Get strong on the island, recoup and lay around Time to build my juice back up Pop stack up, suckers get smacked up Don't doubt the clout, they know what I'm about Knocking niggas off, knocking niggas out Shaking them up, waking them up Breaking them up, breaking them up Standing on shaky ground, too close to the edge. Let's see if I know the ledge. Corners trifling, shorties here. I get cocked in, living 40s to beer. Here's a sip for the crew that's deceased. If I get revenge, then they rest in peace. Somebody got a stuff, I just might spare one And give a brother a fair one Stay alert and on fees And I do work with these, like Hercules Switch the south for switch your right jaw Cause I don't like girl, I'm hyper nightfall Smooth but I move like an army Pull a group down, face brothers try to bomb me Putting brothers to rest like Elliot Ness Cause I don't like stress Streets ain't a place for innocent bystanders to stand Nothing's gonna stop the plan I'll chill like Pacino, kill like the middle Black Ambino, die like a hero Living on shaky ground, too close to the edge Let's see if I know the ledge Shells lay around on the background, dead bodies are found throughout the town. Try to put shame in my game to make a name. I'ma put it on a bullet, put it in your brain. Rip the block like a buckshot, who cares where it goes? Just keep the cast closed. No remorse when a life is lost. I paid my dues, paid the cause. And my pockets are still fat. Wherever I'm at, I get the wealth of Mac. Even if my crew is steep, but one deep, I attract attention. People like me. So come say hi to the bad guy. Don't say goodbye, I don't plan to die. Cause I get loose and I got troops and crazy juice. Ain't control of many, like I am totally many. Hang out with Smith and Wesson, don't try to play me. I'm at war a lot, I don't want to die. But no war in the shop, my gun is warm a lot. When I cook beef, the smoke will never clear. Areas in fear, but just here's the fear. Living life too close to the edge. Hoping that I know the ledge. Time to yawn, showers on, power's on, late for school, I catch the train, girl sip the style and whisper my name, I push up like an exercise, check the intellect and inspect the thighs, select the best one, pull it to the side, keep it occupied for the rest of the ride, read up my resume, she know already cool, we'll just meet me after school, we can moan and groan until your mom come home, and you'll be calling me out, dope Capone, sweat me, she didn't want to let me lose, come get me, that's if you want to sip the juice, cuss the street. Me. So I take my gun off safety Cause a lot of niggas hate me coming out of the building They set me up, spray with automatics They wet me up, and the puddle with blood I lay close to the edge I guess I didn't know the ledge <laughs> Okay, that was Know the Ledge, Eric B and Rakim From the soundtrack to Juice Also on the album Don't Sweat the Technique From 1992 On MCA Records Banging it's shit hot life. Yeah. 
So we've uh, just toddled through your early finding of your feet, and now we'll get on to Addy's favourite category. This is the first rave memories category. So, what are your uh, first distinct rave memories? Where were you going to? What were you going to? We were going to, um, there's a nightclub in Conscious called Butler's. Remember Butler's, Addy? Did you ever go oh, to Butler's? No, never. It was Raj like. I imagine. I don't know how it stayed open for so long because they certainly didn't sell a drink in there, really. <laughs> It was just, everyone was just off the fucking mask. Full of pingers. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And there was just water at the bar. Fish is full of fucking lager and no one's getting drunk, like. <laughs> Aye, so I was going there when I was a kid because, like I say, it was like, and I looked mega young when I was young as well, so you had no... Me choice. Nah. Baby-faced. Yeah. So I was just going there and there was a DJ from concert called Hardy who would play, like, bouncy techno and stuff. He would have been playing like that. Brown that or was oh, that sort of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Crap, what was that say? Load of hardcore that's oh, got brown in it. Yeah, yeah. I go on, on bass generator records. Oh, that, yeah, yeah. That song was the shit. That was got brown. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of like big. I would say a bouncy techno. This was just huge, wasn't it? Yeah. Everyone liked bouncy techno. Very like. It's very much like it's like the Makina of the day. Aye, without a doubt. Just with. Apart from better, but not shit. Aye. <laughs> horrible, horrible MCs. Aye. There was some horrible MCs, but not as bad as these ones are. <laughs> God. So, like, of these, like, early first rave trips, like, what do you remember being played? I mean, you just said the, the first techno. The first rave I ever went to, like, I would, like a big rave was a... Uh, I went to USA versus Scotland. Was it called the Clash of the Titans? Clash of the Titans, like, like, 95. Maybe summer 95, I think? Uh, it, I can't fucking remember. It was I was just, just looking at the fly the other day, actually, well, yeah, with a big eagle head on. Oh, shit hot, man. Shit hot. DOA. And it was like this big sort of culmination of like this thing that you'd wanted to, yeah, wanted you'd wanted to, to go to, you had experience, you wanted to know, you know, it was finally going to happen. And I went with a bunch of my boys from like Gate and Concert. I remember like me and Boyley watching it, because you used to go and get the videos from Bass uh, Generator. The, the rushes. Ah, that's the ones I was sat watching the video from like the previous Yeah, I was getting your before. picture absolutely off your moy on the front. Like, Ex and I'm in the crowd! We're just excited as shit. And, like, be part of it, I suppose. Yeah. Like, that was an experience, that was most, it, most definitely you, experience. You wanted to be part of it, you know, so that was a big thing. And, and I suppose going to that rave was a perfect one for us to go to. Because it was super hard. Because it was like bouncy techno was the thing at the time, but yeah. I kind of always knew it, like, it wasn't my sound. It was just, like, what you were being swept along in at the time. And it was sick, but, like, I don't know, it was still lacking... And it was like my a bit of a exploration punch. last day when I heard GTO DJ Squad. I, I was there for the bouncy techno, but yeah. then I was like, "That's the level." Fuck me! That this is what I want to do. Yeah, yeah, I feel you there. 100%. I think it's the same thing that happened with me. Obviously, I talked about the liquid drum and bass that yeah. all my mm -hmm. friends were in, and listening to LTJ Buckham and Adam F and ah. stuff like that, and then going from them into discovering Jungle really and. Yeah. Like that's where it it all really kicked off with me was the jungle and the breakcore stuff where you know, it was a choppage and shit and you yeah. kind of realise what's possible like all oh, right exactly. yeah but yeah. you do as you said that I think the way you described it when you get swept away with yeah. what all your mates are doing mm -hmm. was exactly what happened and hey I had a good time and through all of and that and you get swept along because you're having fun it's good yeah. it's good yeah. you know but that's it and out of it you come you come through the other end knowing a little bit more about music in general yeah. and knowing more about what you like yeah um so that's like. Yeah, that's one of the absolute benefits of going to these massive graves and for getting swept away. Yeah. Uh, so, of all of the stuff that you were listening to, uh, is there one track that sort of encapsulates your early rave memories? Well, there's a lot of that, because you remember how much vinyl yeah. was coming out at that time. Oh, by loads. Music was just like crazy fast. Everything was like 
there was just so much fresh stuff all the time. And when there was a new rave, there was a new mixtape come yeah. out. It was a whole bunch of new tunes, and these were coming like every wait, month, I suppose, yeah. back then. Every, such a quick every two weeks at points like that, there seemed to be a big stack of vinyl yeah. of just new, fresh music that we'd never heard before. Right. And everything was pretty much shit hot at yes. that time as well. I'm told us anyway, when you yeah. were in the thingy, everything's going to sound good pretty much. But but me, like, like, like I say, me, me big rave memory, let's say, is USA versus Scotland. There was two peers that night. I can't remember the Scottish ones, but it was Disciples of Annihilation for the Yanks. Yeah. And uh, Temper Tantrum. Oliver Chesler. Such a big dude. Amazing. But that night it was uh, Wanna Be a Gangster, which is off DOA's first like, album, I want to say. It's Industrial the Industrial Strength. Is it the Industrial Power Night? Industrial Power, yeah, yeah. That album's shit hot. Like another one of those, like. I can't go back to listen to that other stuff now. Cause, nah. Because I've just heard this. Everything's got to be hitting this, or like I'm bored now, you know. Right, okay. So, um, first rave memory could also be argued as your musical downfall, like dragging you towards that filthy gabba. Oh, well, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. A massive jump. Yeah. And like further pushing us down the road that I eventually was going to end up. Yeah, that and DJing the yeah, harder stuff. Without a doubt. All right, amazing. So that was the story of uh, Pegs' first rave memories, and he has chosen to select DOA, Wanna Be a Gangster. Listen, you fuckers, you screwheads. Here's a man who would not take it anymore. A man who stood up against the scum, the cunts, the dogs, the filth, the shit. Here is someone who stood up.
What an intro. DOA. What an absolute legendary intro. NYC Speedcore from the end, 1997. I don't on. remember a lot from that night, but, but I remember that. Standout. Fuck aye. Yeah. And uh, Adam X. Was it oh. Adam X? Yeah, he was And he brutal. played in the morning and everyone was just saying, what the fuck is going just on? Just <laughs> crazy, crazy techno uh, shit. Just berserk. And that's at what, like five in the morning or something yeah. like that? Just you freaking just people out. Everyone's just having a fucking nightmare. <laughs> this is brilliant. And I was like, right, this is kind of what I want to do. Yeah. You want to be the one that goes on at the end of the night and makes the people stand and look confused. Yeah, pretty much. Just look scary. <laughs> this isn't bouncy anymore. I'm not in Kansas. <laughs> right, okay. Well, um, let's move. Where we're, at. we're swiftly going through all of this today. Uh, yeah. So, um, let's talk about catching festival fever this is going to be hella short because i'd hate festivals you hate festivals absolutely you don't enjoy a bit of outdoor noise i went to a festival once in 2001 it was like a baby festival kind of thing like it was like there was no camp not shit you just went home essential festival in 2001 that's my only festival experience right too many people can't have a shower like three hours and i'm like i want to go the fuck home yeah yeah. It's not for me. Nah, it's not for everyone. Uh, so. I know that I, I used to relish in a bit of outdoor noise. Yeah. I really did, but these days... Raven I was like... perfect because it's like, you're in, you're out. <laughs> That's me done. By the time you get to day two, you already want to go home. Yeah, fuck day two. <laughs> <laughs> no way chance. So, uh, 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 so on this like one festival experience, is the, uh, the, what did you see? Um, oh, there was all sorts on it. It was mainly all hip-hop and stuff, so that's like... Um, Back to the hip hop world. It was the first time Roots Maneuver did Witness live. Amazing. I was shit hot. Well, the choices from last night. Was, was, like yeah. It was a big like blow your dick off moment. Like, who else was on Skinny Man? I love Skinny Man. Um, that Council State of Mind album is just brilliant. Uh, Master Ace. So many man. Jurassic Five. Oh, okay. That I got. Uh, I got booted out of um, a club in Newcastle mm -hmm. because I got handed a spliff. Where by Charlie Tuna, ah. um, uh, and I actually got booted from the club and got like like Charlie Tuna came outside and apologised, tried to manangle it with the bouncer to get us back inside, but I he think, was having none. Uh, we he had was their having, having that weekend because they were just walking around in the crowd. Yeah, we're like fucking hell, there's the guys from Jurassic Five. Yeah, and I think like by like the sixth time, they're like, oh not these cunts again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine Charlie. But they were Tuna proper nice, impressed. like they were so nice. Yeah, but yeah, I think we had the lives by the end of it, like yeah. So was there anyone else? Um, oh, big from that weekend, like I say, my memory's shot. 
Uh, Mike Ward Dizziak's with Shit Hawk, uh, Connie Con, but he's in Children of Zeus now. They're like doing amazing. They're massive. But he was in Mike Ward Dizziak's back in the day. They were like sick. Well good. Who else, man? There was a big load of British people on at that time. Uh, Roots Maneuver, amazing. Estelle. There was loads on. Loads. It was wicked. Then the second day was like Ice T was on. <laughs> I've got an Ice T story to tell you. Yeah. Have I told you about this? I, I vaguely remember an no, Ice T story, aye. It's not really for, it's not really podcast kind of friendly, so if you catch us about in Newcastle, ask us and I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those ones. That is a fucking epic teaser. Yeah, that is an epic teaser. Aye, so next time if you catch pegs out, you need to walk straight over and slap them on the arse, call them beautiful and say, tell me that Ice T story. Aye, what did you mean, Rob, see that Ice T? <laughs> Sound. Well, of your uh, limited festival fever experience, is there a tune that stood out to you? Uh, without a doubt, I suppose it's not from the festival, it just reminds us of walking around London and that feeling of like being in London in the summer. Yeah, that sunshine being outside. Yeah. Music. Yeah, it's That's like... part of what we said in the festival fever, like yeah. a lot of people... So yeah, it's not, what, not so you... much about festivals, but uh, how yeah. the feeling there. Yeah. And every time I hear this song, it makes us think of summer, it's like a... It has like a huge memory kind That's of attached it. to the song. The, the epitome of a festival fever, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so who, who's it by? Uh, it's a hip hop producer called Skits from UK. He's like one of my favourites, man. He's amazing. Skits is a boy. Ah, he's so good. And that's his first album. It's called Country Man. And there's a song on there with Roots Maneuver called Where My Mind Is At. Oh. And it's just like, yeah. it's one of the best things I've ever Yeah, heard. yeah, yeah. I mean, he did that album. The Skits and Roots Maneuver did an album called Alongside. It was skits alongside with. Oh, right. I've got the tw- I've got a twelve inch from. The- I've got the way where where my mind is a twelve from that. Yeah, yeah. So it's I'll... got blessed be the man on the other side. That's ah. You know how people go on about discogs like, oh, this record's worth this uh, much yeah. money. Like if I had my own way, that record would be worth like a grand. It's yeah. great, man. Yeah. It's like yeah. so good. If I had my way, all of the Bowie stuff would be you know it'd be expensive until I yeah. got it, and then it'd be even <laughs> yeah. more expensive. Uh, so um, this is Pegs's Festival Fever song. Skits and Roots Maneuver. Check one, two, one, two. Nice and easy, cool and brutal. Weed your gears. Huh. Check it out, Fowl Duh. To ancient, all progressive minds. Ooh. Take a slice of my roots, fine with fine. Intertwined. South for the river is where I reside Making movements discreet cause I know I'm being spied Beast eyes be all up on my back like spines Looking to come cut me down in my prime Board gappers wanna hound me Search my hind crease, I see Get me back, I'ma spread my own cheeks and show that I has no crack in my possession You don't wanna do me for just one bag of weed So pass me that caution and let me proceed To do what I does like, only I knows Right rhymes are just for my Pocket fools, I be that spit chucking mango munching, crunching on dumpling, beating on five kids with mad vocal junction. Don't care about your assumption, I cannot be pigeonholed. Rebel souls, whole cool, Chris Cooper set. We don't come for powder lotion or pack. Where my mind is at is where my soul is at, and if my soul's intact, then my mind's intact. Where my mind is at is where my soul is at, and if my soul's intact, then my mind's intact. That's my thoughts. 
who deal with them fashion victims I never drink pims, give me my tail straight Nice my mind state, bringing flings to my throat As I float, I bust quotes from my inner mind's page Roots five cascades rain down like typhoons They be blessing in that boom, so I boom till I'm holy The feeling is oversight Fat bullet pulling, now I bounce like presses that burst from Brazil's My purpose of being freeing these next type of gears Cause I'm cooler, heartfelt flex be the freezer King size swinging, who's twist I'm the geezer with Tough bands of mine, light years in distant time My strength will be the fact that I'm committed Folks check me cheesy cause my style's is too wicked That's the time, but the mind they want for box my face I'll get them boots juice but they don't like the taste Where my mind is at is where my soul is at And if my soul's intact, then my mind's intact Where my mind is at is where my soul is at And if my mind's intact, then my soul's intact Babylon I burn, but nothing will never see Cause they trapped inside tainted mentality Getting force-fed by a demon beams That be coming straight at you from the TV screen Why is there no news in these newsprint rags? I don't really care about who MP shag But still they keep feeding me foolishness To go numb up my mind and fight my progress But I see through your crew and my mind's on the circuit Hot to the two on some overtime I'ma stand firm with this root tribal fine Where my mind is at is where my soul is at And if my soul's intact, then my mind's intact Where my mind is at is where my soul is at And if my soul's intact, then my mind's intact So we groove and so we slide. <laughs> these beats are all those those words. words, words, words. So that was Skits alongside Roots Maneuver with Where Is My Mind At from Countryman 2001. That's on Ronin Records. Uh, that's an absolutely tanking tune. And a tight label as well. Like most of the stuff they put out on there was awesome. Yeah. Mud Family and that. Like old stuff. Too yeah. good. There's lots of that British stuff that I love. I love Skits and um, there's the other producers. And, and you've got like from history like people like Task Force and yeah. stuff like that as well. Um, which is all spot on stuff yep. so we'll uh, we'll roll straight on uh, to section 5 which is the shared discovery section so um, is there many artists out there that you've tried to push on people um, yes and no because if I kind of find someone that I like I don't really like the like oh, no do I fuck <laughs> <laughs> keep saying barrels to yourself are oh, you fucking vet yeah so I'm kind of a bit of a prick when it comes to things like that but yeah, people who I found recently, like, there's a rapper guy called Your Old Droog. Right. And everyone who will listen, I'm like, listen to Your Old Droog, man. He's fucking sick. Everyone thought he was Naz when he first came out. Right. He put, like, a weird, like, mixtape thing out. His first album was, like, a 10-track thing. Right. And everyone was like, this guy's Naz, this guy's Naz. He sounds a little bit like Naz. Right. So I think everyone thought it was Naz. He'd been quiet for quite a while, you know. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, there you are. There's another heads up for you. He's amazing. He's amazing. Yeah. Like, you know how everyone whinges on about hip-hop at the minute, like, oh, mumble rap's, like, gonna kill us all, we're all gonna die, little punk, where? 
Say, so your little droop putting out last year, man, you fucking whiny little girl's dress. I think it's more to do with what's actually in the charts at the minute yeah. and the fact that the rap songs yeah. that are in the Which charts are... Which you're looking at the charts, you're looking at the wrong fucking place yeah. just to begin with. Cool. There's a... Music's never been so accessible ever in the history of there's, all times. No it's never been so accessible. We Go out and fucking this. find it. Yeah. We were talking about this the other day, the fact that we were absolutely spoiled. We used to fight for mixtapes and these days... Come how hard that shit was, though. Yeah. Yeah. Come how hard absolutely. that was to get. Yeah. I remember when, like, when we started listening to Cool Keith, like really heavy. There was like, a kid who lived in a concert who had Dr. Rock gone on tape. <laughs> Rob was like, I've heard that lad that lives along at the end of the street's got Dr. Octagon on tape, you know. Let's get along. We were like, let's go and knock one. We didn't even know the fucking kid, we just went around, here's your Darren in. Aye, you got Dr. Octagon on tape, like. Lend it to the lads, away. That were recorded. That's what it was all about when it was difficult. Mixed yeah. tapes, tapes again. Yeah. Yeah. That, that we went through a full definition of tapes in episode one, so just if you need to hear full description. what a tape is, you can go back to episode one and, and just have a massive resurgence now at the minute. Yeah. All like of the stuff that was on tapes is now. Tapes. Yeah, well, you've got all these websites that put all the rave tapes like yeah. up on on websites. All of the yeah. stuff that used to be done at the monkeys now online. Uh, I suppose it's super cheap as well, isn't it? Yeah. Like, and it's just proper nostalgia. Yeah. The, oh, the berries are in full effect when you've got tapes and all that. Oh yeah, yeah most definitely. Yeah. Oh, I remember this feeling yeah. when I was a remember kid. Remember when you used to have a tape? Remember having to remind it with a big pen? Uh, <laughs> and like people who sort of getting a bit long in the tooth like us now, it's like those kind of. You want those memories again? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. A simpler time, Gavin. Yeah. When I'm, music was on tape. Oh. Uh, plug it in. Click it in. But not a simple Sorry. format to use. Like no, no. them with a pencil and shit. Remember that shit when you were at school? Oh, yeah. Oh. I can Things remember a getting, a, getting a technique down for spinning a big pen to one. rewind one. one. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, like, I know you've said that you're not a fan on uh, sharing all of these discoveries, but uh, if there was one thing out there that you think other people should listen to, who would it be? Um, I have, like, period, this dude I'm going to talk about, I have, like, periods of going through, like, Taking the hoof with music, if you know what I'm saying. Absolutely. Like sometimes, I'll, for a while, I'll, there'll just be nothing that I like. Aye. And I know how much of a prick I am with liking things. It's hard for me to like something. <laughs> I gotta sound like a total arsehole there, but it's totally, <laughs> totally, totally true. That's fine, man. It like has to be <coughs> delivered in the right way. I'm keep party as fuck. I, I told someone the other day that I fell out of love with rave, uh-huh. and they laughed at us. Uh-huh. They were like, as if you fell out of love with rave. And I'm like, one. how many raves you seen me at recently? Do you know why? Fucking hate raving. Music's a fucking cruel mistress, man. Dude. That's it. And yeah, when something comes up that you want to go see, you'll yeah. fight tooth and nail to go and see yeah. it, like the Mark Archer show. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was grand. So, so. And hip hop was get at that time. Hip hop was like I'm starting to like I'm listening to it the same as I always have done, but I'm going to gigs less and less. And it's just because of like the kind of people. There was like a big. There was like a certain. I won't like kind of shit on them, but not pointing fingers. There was a certain like big label that got massive about like getting on for like maybe eight ten year ago and the crowd that sort of went with those people wasn't kind of like what i associated like hip-hop to be Aye. like middle class posh kids followed them and Aye. it's not the label's fault because the music they put out wrong the music they put out was shit hard but it was like the people that kind of went to those gigs i was like i'm not into this man it's like it's like the sort of thing with all of the like the the raga jungle sort of tech step stuff at the minute and yeah um, like I, I should be absolutely all over that. That's everything that a guy loves. But yeah. the crowd that come with it aren't the sort of crowd that I would like yeah. to spend time with. And uh, because of that, you, you, you poo poo it a little bit, which yeah. is a shame. But it's also it's like it's it's human nature. It's what happens. Stereotyping is a thing. It's the like, tiny little piece of arsehole inside, yeah. 
Yeah. Just says no. I love that bit of arsehole. <laughs> it's it's I'm a big part of that arsehole. <laughs> so who would it be then? Yeah, it's a dude called Lee Scott. He's like well big, like everyone's like bang on him at the minute. He's got a label called Blar and they're just prolific as hell, they just proud music all the time, like and I quite like the kind of way that they like sort of run the shit, they put out loads of merchandise all the time. So like if you're I kinda of think about that thing when I was a kid. I wish like Nas put out an album like every six months, but he just didn't. So like for like these times now they're just doing it right, they're just putting out constant stream of product, <coughs> they're gigging constantly. So if you want to sort of be a part of them and be into them, it's like it's easy to do, you know. Yeah, because there's so much of it out there. Absolutely, I think it's it's so easy to lay your hands on. But yeah, Lee Scott, he's like he, he's a he's a big one, for, and because I'd like fell out with the music for like so long, and then I heard this song by him. I wasn't really sold on him at first as well. I don't know why. You can't remember, just again being a prick. And then I, <laughs> and then I heard this song and I was like, shit. Yeah. Like he's just like. His fingers just bang on the pulse and he's just summed up like what everything is at this minute in one song. Yeah, sweet. So yeah. what song is it? It's called Watch TV. Right. Yep, it's on a label called High Focus. And that wasn't the label I was talking about before at all. <laughs> I proper promise. Oh, that's fine, no problem. Yeah, but so, I, it's a wicked song. Man. Yeah, so yeah. Um, uh, I, I'll be totally honest, until you had pointed out this song to me, I'd never heard of the guy. Maybe that the yeah. video was dope, though. Uh, it was super dope. That's the thing in the pro videos constantly as well, man. They're so bang on, like, what they do. Yeah. Uh, as I say, I, like, I, I sat and really enjoyed watching the video and yeah. just the message that was in this tune, Watch TV. So, um... I think the best part of the message that we can do is say, um, sit and listen to this tune. This is the shared discovery from Pegs. This is Lee Scott. Watch TV. Yep. What's tomorrow going to be like? What kind of world are we going to live in when we get our permanent furloughs? Super speed highways? Plastic packards? Streamlined cities? What does the future hold in store for us? of that future, Army-Navy Screen Magazine presents a new department, Tomorrow, previewing our post-war world, the job opportunities, the new fields ahead. For the first in our Tomorrow series, let's look into a brand new development, television. Here's an expert with a lowdown on the inside fact, 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 fact. I think it's going to be a pretty good world. But I've been asked to tell you about television. So I'll trim the philosophizing. Television is most certainly here to stay. It's going to brighten the world of your home. Opening scene, alone in the glow of the screen. You awoke from your dream to breaking news. For it seems you've misplaced the remote. Don't you wanna be brainwashed with a variation of soaps? 
Then just sit at Rome and never miss a moment. Got questions, pause the action before you rasp them. Your fear levels are already topped up. Change the channel, hurry. You think the song was don't be happy, worry. From philosophy and sacred geometry to watching the X Factor and playing the lottery. While we next spirits, like they were dumber back then, innit? Please, they didn't even have TVs. Look how advanced we are in our fancy car. Shouting slogans at the telly, standing at the bar. You're the funniest person your friends know. Cause you repeat catchphrases from the favorite sketch show. Just people watching, people watching a TV show. Watching people watching a TV. Watching people watching a TV. And it was a hit, but now we want it every day. Just people watching, people watching a TV show. Watching people watching a TV. Watching people watching the TV And it was a hit but now we want it in three days Get with the program, no I'd rather not Watch a spoiled rich kid gargle pop And boast about the cars we've got The brain consumer, keep it stump, obey your ruler And keep your eyes on the screen when reaching for the ice cooler Cause how you gonna know what to buy if it isn't advertised to ya What's the latest Real Housewives rumor? What is life? Ignore that benign tumor And keep yourself distracted with plastic tits And talentless blonde-haired blue-eyed savages With overpriced veneers and overhyped careers You wish you could close your eyes and ears But when you're free from the grasp of the TV There's nothing to say unless you watched the shit yesterday The show goes on forever, fucking ending Come home from work, get comfy and plug yourself in Just people watching, people watching a TV show Watching people watching a TV Watching people watching a TV And it was a hit, but now we want it in three days Just people watching, people watching a TV show Watching people watching a TV Watching people watching the TV And it was a hit but now we want it in three days Everybody's watching it It's the show that we're all talking about So what you talking about, hey, hey If you're not talking about tits What you talking about, tits uh. Everybody's watching it It's the show that we're all talking about So what you talking about, hey If you're not talking about tits What you talking about, tits Dad just picked it up today. Her first television set. Do you have a television? Well, yeah, you know we have two of them. Way that was Lee Scott Watch TV. That is from the album Butterfly from 2015. And as <coughs> Pegs mentioned, that's on high focus. Yeah, lush. Yeah, and you were just telling us about a song that other people should maybe listen to. I wonder about, about football. Yeah, it's on a nice one. He's on. I'm called Nice One. I can't remember the name of the song, but. It's all about kind of like how football influenced them growing up. There we go. And like I'm clueless about football, but I know you lads would probably be down with it. Lots, lots of the Geordie audience are blindly yeah, following football. You, you, the you same get the references and stuff. I know James Bud, young Bud, he's a he's a big fan of that tune. Like sound. So we're moving on. Yeah, moving straight on. So yeah, in the in the rave. Yeah. <laughs> he, he another one of these things where I'm just gonna like ah right the arsehole inside of us. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, you're like you're just thick of beans and you. 
Just got at that moment where your hands are something drops and you're just like, aye. It's it's a it's what's about. It's a reoccurring theme with me. This kind of behaviour. But yeah, the arms in the air movement, that's the moment I'm looking to kill. No, you want to kill? Fuck that. Why do you hate you the arms in the air arms movement? Down, you pricks. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I, like, screw face and I'm down, people dance and I'm down, but arms in the air, no, that's not that's not what I'm about. You're not about the pianos no. and the arms in the air? And eyes down. Like, yeah. that's from Hartley Pools. You know what yeah, it is? I, I, I do love a bit of screw face. I love a bit of shush face as well. Yeah. That was one of my favourites. Like, Giving it a bit of the old shush face. Uh-huh. But uh, what is it you hate about the arms of the air moment? I don't know, it just like it kind of represents everything I despise. About rave? Or about life? <laughs> Both. I <laughs> 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 just died. Yeah, it's like I, I'm not, I'm not into it. So you're just totally against that communal right, arms so in the air moment. Let's do with like the, the not the arms in the air. People being friends, people being yeah. happy, just shit on our lap. Yeah. Not, not at all. So, like, so, so when I'm, it comes to music, yeah. It's like, I guess that kind of like, I'm not looking for that vibe. Okay. You okay. Know? So, uh, this is section six. This is the I look at the floor moment. Vibes. <laughs> you hate vibes. Oh, God. Oh, shit. Harry Dyson, cover your ears right now. <laughs> vibes don't exist, man. Right. Vibes are a myth. So, if you wanted everyone to look at the floor and discuss while I'm just apologising to all the vibes community out there. I know, it's going to be really vibes. unpopular. He's gonna be like, come on, we, we, we're trying to be down with the kids here. Really like me? Really? <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, but th- I suppose this one I've got to talk a little bit about hardcore and like my journey into that thing and like those like level up moments that we've seen before. Yeah, go yeah. on. Um, when I bought turntables and stuff, like I say, I'm trying to play hip hop and trying to play hardcore at that time. Another massive influence on us around about then is Smurf, DJ Smurf from Newcastle. Like, if you were playing hardcore, Addy knows the crack, you were right oh, there along with us. If you were playing hardcore and you're from the northeast of England, it's all about if smurf. you ain't trying to be smurf, you're fibbing. Right. You're just telling lies. But, like, as well, another influence on us that time as well, who Addy knows these guys as well, is uh, a bunch of DJs from Burn Hope. Oh. Benny, Benny Hell. Benny Hell. Benny Hell. One of the name dropped last time as well. He ruined my top 10. Thank you, Benny. The kid's a legend to me. He did ruin your top he 10. He did ruin my top 10. Yep. And uh, Flinny, did you know Flinny? Oh, I know Flinny as well. Flinny was huge because Flinny, Flinny, wait, in fact, he is a little one for you. Flinny took me to Sacroston to buy me first set of turntables. Really? Straight up. Sound Labs with a creme oh, of the DSM. <laughs> Bell drives. The creme of the mix and all got direct drives. Oh, on you posh bastard. The house had just been burnt down, man. We were insurance money. <laughs> <laughs> We'd fucking ripped off the insurance money. I told them I had video players and shit and we just lied to get cash. So I was buying direct drives. Fuck that belt drive shit. Skip that. But I had a terrible mixer. I didn't know it was that mixer. It had like big buttons so you could cut the noise out. Oh, the size. It's a crab scratch when the crab scratch was huge. You could like hit your fingers off the button and like fake a crab. Do you know what I'm saying? So like it would do the same effect but you were like... you Didn't have to do it, yeah. Because the crossfade is it was the worst it was the worst yeah but yeah those guys are a huge big influence especially with like playing harder stuff they had a mixtape uh, when I was at college I think it was called We Know you Where You Live remember that I, I, I didn't hear that one but uh, Benny if you if you still got it hit us up mate. If, if you get Benny on here ask him about that because that was that tape was like right I want to do this this is what I want to learn how to do and it uh-huh. seemed achievable because there's lads from up the road doing it uh, so, so if they can why can't why I can't I you know I can get this but yeah, so, and their music, what they were playing at the time, they were like just playing shit super fucking hard. Yeah. And turntables, you know, you could change the pitch on a sound lab turntable. Right. You could turn it up really fast. 
So most of those yeah, records just three, three, super out of it. fucking quick, like, yeah. like really fast. So yeah, we just trying to do that. So that's like when I started going to raves and I was watching people DJing and stuff. Like, I was always looking for that tune that would give us that sort of like to explain the way easily like that screw face feeling. Yeah, yeah, bass face. Yeah, bass face, screw yeah. face, shush face. It's yeah. like there's yeah. so many different names for it. No, it's it's you're right. It's like it's like having an arms in the air moment, but to but, yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like that's the shit. I it's it's like having that moment where something drops that you personally love. Mm -hmm. You look around, no one else is vibing, so, so you're like fuck. How do I show my vibe? I shush face, uh, I screw face. Yeah. You point at the DJ and tell him not to do a rewind because yeah. fuck rewinds. Say that again. Always fuck rewinds. Fuck rewinds. <laughs> um, Big hashtag fuck rewinds in the comments if you're listening. Um, yeah, so um, what sort of one song would like would sort of encapsulate this whole this, having this private musical moment to yourself there was de definitely a few cunt face by Naz and Bluton was nearly in oh, oh, yeah. well, was, I, I, I picked it last time I, I would have picked it if you didn't Ian because it, it was right up there oh, you, know, definitely. you know what that tune does as soon as you, as soon as you yeah. hear it the first time it was the first it. time I'd ever heard Naz and Bluton or anything like that funny enough it was on that mixtape a kid called Tinker who's also from oh, no, Tinker. Oh, Tinker. Oh, yeah. he played as that shit and you know, like in the middle, it just like loops like fuck off cunt face for ages. I thought it was saying like hardcore on fire or some shit. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Like it just didn't sound like anything. Like the whole Yanni Laurel thing. Oh, it was, it was, <laughs> it was preserved. Like I hadn't heard anything that sounded like that. Yeah. Like even straightforward hardcore, like the industrial strength yeah. stuff. That, it was just a tune that didn't sound like anything else. Yeah. It's yeah. Like so, so, me crunchy Amiga vibes. Ah, absolutely. And then maybe it was going to be DJ Freak. It could have been a DJ oh, Freak yes. song. We like a bit of DJ Freak. Yeah, don't yeah. remember that. Uh, what was the dead old double pack man? Oh, Industrial Troll. That's the shit. That's the one I. On Killout. Sexy. Massive label. Oh, it's oh, fucking great. That's it. If you like hardcore, you don't know about that record. Go and yeah, buy that record because that's though. the kind of record that will send you off. I'm in pretty sure. Different was that directions. the one? It came on in a. On the label, it was just like either 33 or 45, and you could choose whatever, whatever fucking speed you wanted to play. I could be totally wrong, but I have a feeling that was the crapshoot one. I think it said 33 or 45, because you remember Kill Out logos, it yeah. was just the logo on the white label, wasn't it? Aye, well, I'm not sure, but I think that uh, that double pack had diff like ah, a different right. thing about it. I could be wrong, right? Aye. I could be wrong. It's either that one or possibly the one on crapshoot, which I can't remember what that one's called. It's the one with gabophobic and stuff on it. It's not just called crapshoot hardcore. Possibly. Which Could is bang be. on. But industrial trauma is the that's the that's one. That's the one like. So at that time we just searching for records, we just go to base generator, mob deep every weekend. Yeah. Just what you Thick. got, what's new. Spending spunking all my dole away every week. And Addy will remember this. I can remember the first time I ever heard this artist who's in question, uh, Bod was there in Base Generator and he played this record by this Bod who records everything, Bod. No, 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 little Bod. Little Bod. Bod. Um and there was a split 12-inch pressure head in UK skull fuck. Oh, yes. Blood one, witchy. Oh, man, Ben's unreal. Such a good DJ as well. Lethal scratch out. Like, he's shit on that guy. So good. But uh, that record was a massive one. And then they released a, a second one. Same two artists, split 12-inch UK skull fuck. One side, pressure head on the side. But that, that pressure head record was a lot more hard, I would think. Yeah. And then it's kind of... As well with most bloody fist stuff at that time, it's got hard industrial sounds, it's got rap samples. So fuck and off like, the marriage of the two best things. <laughs> like, do you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, like one yeah. of those kind of things. I'm like, shit, is this how has this happened? 
How was my two favourite things met in the middle without me having anything to do with it? It was like, it was nuts. Yeah. Yeah. This is what I call my goddamn motherfucking son of a bitch moment. Uh, uh, when I first heard Roots Maneuver and DJ Shadow on the same record, and yeah. I was like, nah, nee way. Uh, one from one channel, one from the. Ah, uh, yes, I loved it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. So, um, so yeah, so which. Which pressure head tunes that you gone with? There's, you know, a lot, uh, there's a lot of good ones. They didn't put out a great deal of material, but everything they put out was banging. Like, Stella. Uh, and this one's called uh, 16 Clips. And it's just super fucking good. Again, uh, bring your granny round again. Like, you know, just Aye. close family members. Bring them close. Give them a big hug. And kick them right in the cunt of this. The love pressure head. Like this. <laughs> pressure head, 16 Clips. Smoke 
don't mention it. I need no thanks for killing scum. Way so that was pressure head. Hard as a bastard, that like. That's so good, so good. And like that bit at the end where it all starts getting quicker at the end, it's just like, dah. <laughs> so it's it's an end that's one of the you played at the end of the set. Yeah, like, I've done it. I've it's a bash. perfect <laughs> end of the end of your set sort of thing. Like, just kill it. Oh, like, yeah, die, fucking twats. <laughs> yeah. Get in. And then whoever's following you, yeah, go on. Good luck with that. Uh, yeah, but you, just, I, you go to the go on last. Yeah. The only person that follows you is the t- the radio in the taxi. <laughs> like, and like, all oh, you're ever going to get to Wigfield Saturday night or something like that. Uh, it, so. was al- it was always the kind of thing, whenever I played lineups, especially if I was playing hardcore or drum and bass, something like that, like crossbreed or whatever, whatever you want to call it. If I was playing before your main act, I was looking to give your main act a fucking hard time. Like, Aye. Absolutely. Aye. This is this is me and this is me and you at Bang Face playing before Abba Gabba and Abba Gabba looking at where's him to go and how the fuck are we going on? Yeah, I good luck, motherfucker. That's your right. job, not mine. How that's your they? job. How are they Enjoy, lads. Yeah. See you later. Uh, I'm going to take half the crowd with us. Uh, yeah, we're going to go next door and watch Smith and dance on the stage. Uh, with hip hop, it's kind of understandable. You warm up for the next dude. You know, it's easy to do that thing, but like we're hardcore and I'm taking your fucking face off. Yeah, yeah that's it. You got to take me for yeah. So we've uh, reached that part of every podcast where we just like to remind you that this is the On The Raid podcast with Addy and Gav. And Gav. And uh, that you can get us. We're powered by Podbean and you can also see us on YouTube. And by the end of this podcast, we should be on iTunes as well. And remember, you've got to like, share and subscribe to all of our shit. Please, please, <coughs> you'd the, be doing us a massive favour if you do. the only way to stay notified as to what's going on. That and all, continuous spamming the shit out of your Facebook. Yeah, just so you all know it's Sorry, happening. not sorry. Focus. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's good enough for everyone else, mate. Hey, that's it. So we'll come to the part of the night where the DJ gets to do something that he doesn't normally do. DJs go on stage and they play tracks endlessly, but they are very, very rarely ever asked to designate... designate Attract some to someone, dedicate a track to someone, says the student who's studying writing who can't speak properly. Um, but in any case, um, dedications, pegs, do you get to play many? Um, sometimes, when I used to play in the head of steam, I would do dedications for a fiver. Oh, it's good, it's good business. I fucking good right. business model, aren't like. You, you charge for them? Aye. Hey, if I could go back in time and charge for all of the things. Everyone used to say, I don't do requests, and you fucking pay to do one. Ah, I didn't know that. So I've been missing a trick all these days. I should have been Wait. asking for a fiver every time get, someone asks us to get do. Your oh, the next time someone asks us to do original nut, I'm charging them a fiver. <laughs> I'm charging a fucking teller. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, what sort of like so you, you so what sort of tracks did you get asked to play for a dedicate? Well, like, anything. Uh, was it always a drunk bloke dedicating to his missus? Absolutely, yeah, I was just yeah, pissed. Glasses being a fucking headache. Oh, aye. The so they are the worst. Bank holiday weekend. Uh, what do you mean you haven't got Madonna? Oh, it's like, have you heard the music that I'm playing, Pat? Yeah. Do you really think I've got Madonna holiday on us? Which most of the time I might have. But <laughs> I wasn't fucking saying yes. But if you if you sort of like... Play Principal, like, Gav. Principal. If you're playing like a sort of hardcore gig where like the crowd's a little bit more niche kind of thing, most people know what they're oh, I... talking about, what they're going to ask you for. So like, it's kind of like, I kind of like being asked to play a tune or something like that. Because like you know... That's really means something to that it's person. Right. So I oh, absolutely. So if I can do it for you, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But if I've already like made a set and I'm looking to take someone's teeth out with it, you can fuck. Yeah. If I've got a set, it's not nah, getting changed. I'm not deviating yeah. not for nothing. Plan, like fuck you. Yeah, you're looking at someone can actually get your lift. Your <laughs> if I rinse through tunes too quick, I might you play you one in somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Try and squeeze. It might drop in. 
if you just repeatedly ask us for Drew and Cripple fight, I might squeeze it in somewhere, or at least the little break in the middle. Um, so, like, it, if you could actually dedicate one track to another human being, uh-huh. first of all, who would you like to dedicate a track to? Air to Elliot Rice, who was Chamber B. Chamber oh. Breadman! Yeah. Oh, it's been ages since I've seen Elliot. Is he good? Uh, I don't know why I've seen him for a long time myself. This is kind of why I'm dedicating this song to him. Oh, so it's for his long lost love. Doug Stanhope the other night. Oh, and how was he there? Um, he was good. Yeah, <laughs> he he was sat good. in front of us. <laughs> yeah. Funnily enough, just sat in front of us. I was like, are you it? Leaning to sides to try and see around his bulbous. Well, uh, he had a big cap on as well, so he had to see through the peak. Well, there we go. That's He's a really big tiny heat and a huge cap. <laughs> All right. He was rocking some sort of fucking porn tash as well at that time. Really? Bella. I want to see this. Elliot, post a selfie in the comments. <laughs> I want to see this porn tash. So, if you could. Uh, Dedicate any tune to the chapter of Breadman. What and why? There's so many because he was just bang on going crazy on D&B and I was like, this kid's like, he's born 10 years too late. Yeah, but like, like, crazy, but how much passion he had for it back in the day. Well, still now, I mean, he's he's the boy. I mean, he's but just he was just balls just, deep immediately. He yeah. just wanted everything, you know? Yeah. And to see that kind of like, you know, like when I say you fall out with music and stuff, Seeing how much kind of like passion he had for, for everything, yeah. kind of give me some of it back almost, yeah. you know, because I was like, fuck, man, I was like this at one time, you know. And his love for Eamon's is really absolutely. something you can be quite envious at because he never seems to get bored of it, does he? Yep. And I can remember chilling in his once at his mum's at Monk Seeking years ago. Yeah, I remember that house. And he had like loads of graph videos and shit. We just sit and watch those and like patter on and play tunes and fucking. and shit. And this was a big one, this tune. Because at first we, we didn't know what it was. And we're just like, what the fuck is that? White label, bad boy. No, it's a, it's quite a big tune, but it was just one of those kind of things. Yeah. It's it's like a little snippet that was on this video. It was like a little fucking little snippet of tune. We're like, what the fuck is that? Yep. So this one's for Elliot. Yeah, I miss you, dude. And this is Dylan Virus yeah. on dropping science. Ah, yeah. uh, ninety-seven man, best year, vintage year. I've got a tattoo on my fingers. This is a vintage year for vinyl. Yeah. That is. So this is Dylan Virus for Champa Bad Man.
Oh gosh. Oh. Gosh golly, you bastard, Elliot. That's, that's, <laughs> it's dirty, like. Yeah. So that was Dylan Virus, and that was being played by Pegs for Elliot for Shamba Badman. Elliot. That could have also been a screw face moment right there, like just. Again, dark side goosebumps. It's definitely music to commit knife point robberies to, like. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. Speaking of music to commit knife point robberies over, uh-huh. let's have a little gander into your guilty pleasures. Shit. Do you have many guilty pleasures in the world? Too many. Music? Too many. Nearly everything I like is a guilty pleasure. Really? Oh, I like terrible music, Gav. Oh, I like some terrible music. Terrible music. We we'll love us some terrible music on here. Like. We do, it like. was nearly going to be uh, Sunshine's on TV by Oh It was nearly going to be Oh, nice. I'd have like, I'd, like, do you know what it is? I'm sweaty man now. It's cold. I'm going to be in the resin here and a fucking bounce remix of that. No way. Yeah. Oh, oh. I'm have did to Current Value you. not do a version of that? I could have been on a Dutch label. It like. is. I think current value was to blame for a D&B version of it. Well, I think that's worth definitely worth a dig around. I'm about to find yeah, the, uh, the bounce version of it to hit you up. There's too many, too many. Tarzan Boy by Baltimore. Oh, I used to love hammering out cause and effect back in the day. I'd fucking hammer that out at the end of a set. Ah, it's me favourite. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Magic. In fact, I never want to hear the original again. No, just <laughs> yeah, that was my favourite song when I was little. I like there's like guilty pleasures of kind of like rave music as well. Like, I detest happy hardcore. Like that ruined everything for me. Happy hardcore back in the day. Well, just how popular it was, though. Aye, and it just fucking every lineup you were going to it was just like just it started creeping a little bit, and then just like within six months, man, every Everybody lineup was, on was just brisk vinyl. And like all those guys, like not to piss on them because they're shit hot at what they do. They're awesome. They made a lot of money. They sold a lot of records. But personally, for me. That just killed it. Aye. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Pretty much. Joe was fucked from there on in. So, apart from the cheesy pop and uh, Addy doing Tarzan noises, (laughs) uh, you got any other like really stinky, guilty pleasures? Aye, this is, we're getting to it now, we're getting to the thick of it. Because you're the most hated thing of all times, Makina. Like, to me, that's just like, I'm showing me age. Yeah. But what the fuck is going on? Yeah, I (laughs) can't. I think like, we're, I think we're both showing our age because I don't get it. But it just my brain just fucking is not on the frequency that that no. music's being played at. Right. It's fucking crazy. A lot and of people love that shit. They go nuts for it. Yeah. Twice and I'm like, I, this is offending every every sense I have. I'm offended on every level at this. Yeah. This is me in dubstep. Just doesn't work for it. <laughs> Uh, this is me and Dubstep. Dubstep's dead! Um, I just like when Dubstep was first coming about and then it was like the occasional bit of Dubstep, I didn't mind, and then all of a sudden Brostep! fucking everywhere. And oh god, it was everywhere and everyone and then Nana was playing fucking Dubstep yeah. and you couldn't go out to a rave without people being like ah, in the middle of a drum and bass step and drop a bit of Skrillex and it's like oh, what are you doing? You're ruining things. Uh, but yeah, but by the way of guilty, what's what what's your guiltiest pleasure? Um, back going back to Butlers, I'm going back in time to Butlers Bar. Um, that DJ Hardy used to play this tune all the time. Me, 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 Kev Blackwood used to laugh at it, right? Because it's just so fucking terrible. Whose idea was this song, right? So these guys who's making Makina in Spain, whatever, were knocking out this rave music. Do you want to know it's an excellent idea for a tune? Try the tale of Little Red Riding Hood. Oh yeah. Why don't we just make a tune, but then just tell the story of Little Red Riding Hood over the top? Oh, McKenna fairy tale. And someone in that room went, "Fucking sick! Let's do it now." <laughs> 
the had to be off the lips on beak like well, you know one of those like, things is like no there isn't a bad idea to a cokehead yeah oh. ever ringing your mate at six in the morning good idea you know all this that to me is like a cocaine idea right absolutely but, but I've just had a massive like let's get to the studio now yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had I've a big idea, idea. <laughs> Yeah. Quick, get this down before someone copies us. So when we wake up in the morning, and what the fuck did we? No. Oh, what the fuck? No, no, these guys went to the press and plant. <laughs> so why not run out of beak yet? Yeah. I, quick, quick, get this fucking pressed. There was no regret there, like when no you sent this there. tune over to me, I had a quick dig around to see if I could had you heard it before. Where, I'd heard it before, but uh, I wasn't aware of where it was from. And do you wonder what the funniest thing is? There's a Spanish version of it, like because I think this version is the one with the English vocals in. It is, yeah. There's a one with Spanish vocals. In, and it just sounds miles funnier right it's like what it's fucking crazy aye like no no not for our native tongue speaking people we need an English version as well yeah. this tune's going to be so big we're going worldwide right. with it dude the 12 inch we capitalise on all the markets original release 12 inch of this clocks over 30 quid on Discord. no shit it was over 30 quid I, mean, I did a quick I did a quick search on the eBay and I was like what I, I had, it, had it back in the day the, the kid uh, funny enough the kid Hardy who used to play it in Butlers he'd give us it one night random as fuck he was like I know he you didn't love it he didn't no, his fucking bag no, no, he was like I know you love this tune you can have it I was like fucking right so take this <laughs> wicked but I don't know where it ended up it was one of those things where oh. someone probably come to your house and I was like have you heard this Makita tune that's got like, a little bit of red note on it take that it's amazing <laughs> Just to get it out of your collection. It's fucking bizarre. So, I like when we're talking about to try and find the name of this band, uh-huh. or how elegant is the name House Party Eleven? Um, I know because it's like, is is House Party Eleven? You would think that's like a like a compilation, yeah, shit, yeah, 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 so, yeah, kind of thing, you know? yeah. But this is the actual name of the group. The more you dig around, that's the actual name of the group. Did they do anything else then? Was there anything else on Discord that you found by the Right, so the original producer had another handful of Makina credits to him. Uh-huh. Um, uh, his name was Jorge something. Um, I'd uh, imagine he was ousted pretty fucking quick. Like. Uh, to, uh, I reckon by looking at it, actually what they did, mate, was they rinsed him for every Makina idea that he had. <laughs> and left him by the wayside. As soon as he ran out of cocaine, they locked him in a club somewhere to play the fucking same songs over and over again. bastards. Yeah. So, uh, do, you, do you want to announce this? This is Pegasus Guilty Pleasure, and it is. I'd say one of the worst songs ever made, but it's f- so fucking funny. <laughs> it's uh, House Party's 11, and the song's just called The Wolf. <laughs> the Wolf. Let's get, get, it, down get, it, get into it, man. Kev Blackwood, this one's yours. <laughs> <laughs> Don't believe in the fairy stories. The Wolf doesn't exist. The Wolf doesn't exist.
saying no no there was just like hold on you do know that you're making a rave song about red riding hood yeah this isn't going to translate dude i think they were more and more aware of what we were fucking doing yeah you? all of just the barbers or maybe they were just super fucking creative and we just don't get it could be i doubt it's it not though. though i doubt it six and a half ideas well that was fucking horrible <laughs> uh, that was the house party 11 of the wolf that was most definitely the wolf. It's a um, bad, bad time. And to say, we found a few different versions of it where it's been released. We believe the original release was 1994. It's on various compilation albums and it was released via a label from Barcelona called FUM Gaudi Dance. I don't know. How niche is that, eh? Adi. Oh, did you see the cover art by any chance? Uh, do you know what? I didn't tell you. It's got a crazy like, cartoon picture of a wolf on the cover's fucking great. Oh, I would have got a tattoo on my chest. I was just about to say, I bet you there's some mug somewhere with that massive across his. Do you know it's what it is? It's got to be me and six. Oh, more. I hope there's some 32 year old woman with a tramp stamp of it. Like, oh, like, oh, like, there's anyone looking down at that and oh, having a good time. Like. <laughs> What's <laughs> this, by the way? Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I have to look at that. Well, in 1994. <laughs> I was in Spain once. <laughs> so, we've uh, 
We nearly hit the end. We are. We've we've got three tunes left. Three. Three tunes left. Again, let's just remind you that you're tuned into On The Rave with Adi and Gav. The Rave. Uh, And we are powered by Podbean, and you can catch us on Podbean or on YouTube every other week. week. This is show number three. And we're it's not getting boring. Nah, it's only just starting. Uh, and we're sat with Pegs. Uh, Gary's, aye, in the, aye. Gary's here as well, but Gary's he's in, in the bath. bath. Um, his little I'm just going to go check on him. Yeah, he's just going to go check on Gary in the bath. Because he's, um, uh, he's got that guy. Yeah, um, uh, this is the moment of the show where we just get to quickly remind you that we have hit over 100 downloads altogether on episode one and two. And we're really thankful for that. Um, definitely, definitely. Thanks for everyone who's listening. And thanks thanks for, for all the positive sharing. feedback. It's been mad. Uh, Blown away by your support, thank you. Yeah, it's been it's been really nice to hear people talking about it and just getting people involved in the music again. Gary Sound. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, that's, that's it. it. That little that little bully is absolutely happy in the bathroom. He's good money, man. He's good money. He's good money. Um, we've got to that point of the night where we are going to discuss, in your opinion, greatest of all time. Who's yep. your go? Who's your go, Pegs? Uh, there's a few from different sort of. Like different musics, I've kind of suppose I've got a goat in each one. You see, this is where I thought you would have used your wild card. I thought we were going to see a hip hop goat yep. and a rave goat. I nearly did. And me, if I did choose a hip hop goat, it was going to be cool Keith. Because he's the kid again. He's, he's the tits, isn't he? Ah, he's fucking yeah. great. Yeah. Master of reinvention, master of styles. He's just the best rapper alive. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Everyone will say, like those old school dudes, like, no, Rocky, he's the best rapper ever. But he's not, though, is he? No. Cool Keith is. Is that, that, that you know we're, we're here to cause controversy. Just get them told. Sound Fuck off them. in the comments if you don't believe what Pegs is saying. Yeah. Um, if you think Rakim's the best rapper ever, that's fair enough, and I'm happy for you. But, but you're, you're wrong. wrong. <laughs> the same with, with same with Addy and experience. Um, so who else? Who else just missed it? It's what it's. Um, who else missed the goat as well? Probably would have picked Kurt as well. Um, Kurt. Kurt. Ah, oh, Kurt Cobain. Yeah, another oh. one. It was such a massive, massive thing when I was a kid. Yeah. And still now, man. Still now, it's like it's kind of just that music that's just always stuck with us, like yeah. all the way through. So he could have been up there, but hardcore ones. Lenny D. Addy picked Lenny D. He was another one. Lenny D. is God. We all know what the crack was with that's that. The back truth. In the day. It's it was, the truth. That was the shit. We're that still waiting on that retweet, by the way, Lenny D. Yeah, he was. I like Otto got off his ass. No, yeah, well done, Otto. He was nice quick. He was a huge influence on us all, Lenny D. I feel. Without a doubt. Yeah. If you were playing hardcore in the 90s. Definitely. That was the crap. He was the man. Yeah. If I was lucky, I was playing Sonic the Hedgehog yeah. in the 90s. And then this, <laughs> this this dude sort of came along. Well, his music came before, but watching him DJ was uh, another 1997 yes. time. Was Blown away. Yes, yeah, so I was there for the first. And it was kind of like, I was sort of feeling the weight of me on knackers a little bit with DJing. I'd learned how to beat mix and shit. And like I was like, yeah, I can fucking do this, man. I'm fucking sound. I'm DJ. Like I'm getting kind of good. I feel like I'm in this thing. And then watching Mark and DJ was kind of like, oh, I fucking suck. <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, I'm like a fucking toy. I'm like, what the fuck? So it was like those times where you've got to like learn what people do. I feel you've got to master that dude style. The dude who you emulate. Yeah. You've got to learn how to be that guy. You know. So Smurf would have been one of those dudes. Definitely. Um, Lenny D was definitely one of those dudes. Loft Groover, learn how to beat mix quick as fuck. Like big up Tony. Loft Groover was huge. That was another one of those, you know, those like times where 
everything now has got to be hitting this point. Yeah, yeah. Loftgrover's appearance at Judgment Day. Oh, it was legendary. No doubt, one of those. I times. will put the link for this in the in the comments around because everyone and needs to hear that tape as well. Funnily, That's funnily absolute banging. Funnily enough, another one of those for those like uh, screwface moments. Oh, can you remember just moving around in that aye, room? Just decimated. Terrified. A happy hardcore room Terrified. with crazy speed core yeah. and there was maybe 10 of them and then you've never seen the outside of a rave like the outside walls of a rave so full of people ever you'd think it was like outside a cinema when people had seen like the exorcist back in the day well, it's just it was fucking insane the look of terror in people's faces and was, was like, unbelievable yeah, this is what I want to do <laughs> absolutely in our element Hi. I remember me made Boily Tremor Boily Boily said that night that music hurt my feelings <laughs> which is <laughs> True, which led to a mixtape called Music to Hurt Your Feelings. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. crazy. But yeah, watching Mark and DJ was like that was one of those minutes where, as much as I was just staring at him, just being like, This is sick, I was also a bit like broken hearted, like, like Fuck, now I've got to learn all this. How the fuck am I going to learn all that? Aye, now I've got a How long is this going to take? Aye, you know, it was a ball here. I've just learned how to DJ, and now I've got to learn how to yeah. completely rehome my craft. Because just... this like, two year period I've had, like, kept thinking I'm the shit little bit. Yeah. That's just been. He's just pulled his dick out and pissed on that. It was good. It's nice a good thing. It was, it was character building. Just been I... brought into a whole new world. Aye, so aye, I didn't know that you could even do this. Aye. Yep. Like, I thought all that stuff was possible just with, like, crazy talented hip-hop DJs. Mm -hmm. I had no idea you could do that shit with hardcore. The pen no. didn't even drop. I didn't even think. Oh, wait, you can scratch. The scratch on all the hardcore. Yeah. You just, you, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have, but Mark N was obviously fucking, he was just killing that shit. That was yeah. natural to him, you know. So that was one of those moments where I was like, shit, right, now I've got to learn what this guy does. Which I'm still trying to do now, I feel <laughs> I think I think we're all trying to be uh, that like absolutely absolutely such a big big influence because there was people in the queue outside going like oh he's meant to be an amazing DJ and when people tell me this in the cloud I'm like oh but how much better can he be than someone who's a really tight mixer like Smurf or someone who's just plays mega brand new upfront fucking banging tunes like a Lenny D how much better and then can you be like than that just a whole then different level of like, better ah right. Right. So this guy's thing. actually doing the thing. He was doubling up copies. This shit. Graham was a Grim Reaper. That yeah. Thing. Yes, it was. Was a yeah. Grim Reaper, and he was like cutting up two copies of that like a hip hop Syndicate. DJ, but with the hardcore. But record. with the hardcore record playing. Man. Yeah. So if you did, if you did have to narrow it down to just to just one person to be your goat, who who would that one person? It's be? it's Mark, and like I say, he was he was one third of Naz and Bluton, and then his own shit he put out uh, under the name of Overcast. So I, it was, and then this this was kind of like, you look at all those songs yeah. you put out, like how good they all were, and you're like, right, which one? Which one? Yeah. Fucking shut it was maybe's gonna be. That, that would have been. That's what I thought you might have picked. Aye. But then again, I suppose I have to go back to like hip hop, and pick something that had yeah. like loads of rap samples in it. And it has, it has got a multitude of them. Yep, yep, yep. And one one of the best sounding voices ever in hip hop, I think Chuck D. Oh, Chuck D's like I've yeah. seen Chuck D. Uh, yep, so it's um, Get Alarmed to come out on like a weird picture disc thing. Straight, straight out of Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Couldn't find the year on that. Like, I couldn't find a definite year. Ooh. Some places said five, some I, places I would say said 95. six. Some places said, said five, some places said six. Because that was like the second lot of bloody fists that we got, because 100% No Soul Guaranteed came out, and then we started just. That's when. The, the actual Bloody Fist label started was started getting like the uh, odd thing there and then I remember that came out 
shortly after. Oh, Strike was yeah. Strike was. Strike was a good label as oh, well. Yeah. Good shit. A lot of Ruby stuff on there as well, with some fragging cracking records. I was on Strike. And that's it, a compilation record, like everything on it's pretty good. There's a neat ass tune on there that's shit hot. There's yeah, like, Igloo Terra's on there, which is, oh, wah. Which is. Howie. Judah worthy. Oh, absolutely, man. Zylokian <laughs> right. okay. is, is the man. And if I'm going to pick another 10, the go- <laughs> and I'm going to pick another goat, Zylokian is definitely going to be the goat. Ah. That's a whole other podcast, though. Yeah, a whole other podcast. Yeah. So, I, greatest of all times, probably, yeah, it's, if, it's, if it's hardcore we're talking, it's definitely Mark N. And uh, that's under his, like, overcast name. And you know what? Mark will hate that. I and I. Good. Oh, he does a prick. <laughs> um, but I get alarmed. It's just wicked. It's yeah. got like everything I like in it. It's like hard drums, drop samples. It's got an amazing little melody in it. It's just wicked. Overcast, get alarmed. What does it all mean? I'm 
That was Overcast, Get Alarmed, proper music to rob your nana to. Absolutely, man. Music to rob your nana to? Aye. You're doing all sorts to nanas during oh, this podcast. Sexy times. I feel, I feel bad for your, uh, for, your, for your elder relatives. They're all dead. Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh, I still feel bad for them. In any case, that was Pegs' go. So we're down to just one more selection by a big man. It's been a pleasure having you on. You too, man. You too. It's been good fun. Been good fun. Yeah, it's been good crack. Uh, we're down to the part of the show where we talk about your personal anthem. Yep. Um, I'd imagine, you know, with you having this dual history in music that we've talked about a few times, that this was a bit of a terror. Absolutely. But, like, the de- the deciding factor was when you said WWE entrance music. Yeah, that's, like, one of the things that we said. Yeah, and people. that kind of thought, like, where if it's a song that could sort of, like, 
sum me up yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> what would that be? And I was just like, cunt face would have been another choice. <laughs> but it's already been done. It's already done. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. Um, Hardy squeezed in first there, I think. Yep, uh, it's one of those songs. It's uh, the joys of being the, the podcast host. Oh, uh, I suppose, yeah. Yep, but then again, I suppose it goes back to childhood again and like the early, early influences. Like this guy was like massive Nirvana, was a huge thing with me. So yeah, his music stayed with us for a long time. As long as a lot of other stuff was, so yeah. Yeah, so Kirk Cobain again. Absolutely, I off the first album as well, off Bleach. Which people like, it's the hardest album, like. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, it sound, definitely yeah, sounds yeah, yeah. It's, it's the most individual sounding one, I think, yeah. as well. After that, some of them sort of sounded like a, well, a lot of the, a lot of the grunge music did blur into one for me at that time, but uh, Bleach really stood out, like. So, yeah. um, what is it? What is it about Nirvana or about this one particular song that you think encapsulates pegs? Oh, because it's, it's just everything. The the title of the song is probably exactly like, after, what after I listening am. to the, this podcast for the last I don't know hour or so, I'm guessing. That you're probably gonna guess the name of the the uh, first track. It's pretty fucking self-explanatory, like it's written on the tin, and I'm getting the tattooed on the screen, probably. Oh, what the words of the cover? The the name of the song. Ah, it's a lot right. of black, and you do the cover. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what tune have you actually chose to um, to be your personal anthem, your WWE entrance music? Yeah, well, if anyone, if you know us, you know it's this song. Obviously, it's Negative Creep. Ah. Ah, I didn't see it going that way. Okay, so... Um, I did, because Loft Groover. Because Loft Groover. <laughs> like, we, like we said last time. Oh, Loft Groover just played it super fucking fast. Yeah, yeah, he double timed it up, didn't he? Aye. Ah. Yeah. Well, um, it's, it's been... Nirvana absolute... at a judgment day, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Like, who else would have done that? Nobody. Nobody. That's it. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Thanks, lads. It's been good fun. Yeah, yeah. It's been, it's been magical, sexy times. Uh, yeah, talking and, and that. I talking and that. Which is something that I fucking hate doing. Uh, it's surprising that you've gone non-stop for an the hour. The amount of people I spoke to at the weekend was like, "Oh, so your podcast is—is is it just a mixtape?" I was like, "No, we just—we just talk about uh, stuff." Yeah. Oh, that's the thing. Like we've had people get in touch with us to go. Do you know what it is? I don't live in Newcastle anymore, and just listening to the Geordie band as lush. Uh, so I'd imagine there's people out there who are like giving it a good earful. But well, you've got um, a majority on this one, so yeah. Well, that's it. Have some of that. Um, so uh, our first actual guest on the On Road podcast has been Pegs, Mr. Philip Eglin, um, uh, and Gary. But Gary's outside, slobbering at the door. He's being a little shit. <laughs> <laughs> Gary's being the diva that uh, Pegs has brought him up to be. Yeah. Um, this is Pegs's uh, personal anthem, and this is Nirvana. This negative creep by Nirvana. Yep. Enjoy.
shoulda. Shoulda. Jeebus. Jeebus. I think it would be better if I was playing dead, dead, faster in a sweaty rave room. <laughs> Get in. Uh, that was Nirvana. That was Negative Creep from Bleach. That is from the year 1989 on the Sub Pop album. 89, the year Little uh, Sisters was born. On the Sub Pop label. Um, that was the personal anthem of our first Gags Pegs. As I've said, this is the On The Rave podcast with Addy. And Gav. And we're winding down to that part of the show where... Addy gets his big white coat on. I'm going to get fucking proper scientific on it. And like some sort of futuristic Rick, just from a more realistic place, we're going to let him deep... Well, I'm, I'm digging into bag of Shan science today, like yeah. bringing out an absolute fucking worldie. You, if you can't get a fucking... If you can't get a hard on, just listen to this and fucking those breaks. The sound of death... Oh, I'm going to send me right now. I know you're all in the room, lads, but I might need to go to the toilet. So before we actually go, this is the On The Rave podcast. You can get us on Facebook at On The Rave. You can get us on Twitter at On The Rave. You can find us on YouTube, On The Rave with Addy and Gab. And you can find us by going to ontherave.podpeen.com. I've been Gav. The man to my left is Addy. Pegs has been our first guest. Thank you. And Addy, what tune have you closed? Have you chose, sorry, to close tonight's epic, epic episode? It's Dormouse, Skeletor Chairs, Venetian Snares remix. We are now officially off the rave. Broken out of a window in hell. human skeletons. Chainsawed, chainsawed, chainsawed fingers and bones.
Too close, too fast, there, Gary. Come on, piss off, get out. Who likes you, man? Of all the places you could be, that's that's not the place to be. Oh, if I've got my laptop on my knees, jumps up on my knees, like. He's a you want to grunt into the mic? He's a fucking habitual lane step at this point. <laughs> like he's dark. Go on, piss off and get out, man. Some shit, man. Do dog shit. Don't do right. dog shit, but do dog stuff. Go on. Do dog stuff. Go and fuck with some postman or some shit like that. 